Hello my friends and welcome back to another show another get off outing with a magic box and it's been well it's been a long while actually since my uh, last trip out and I've not been that busy but I've been up to a couple of things which I'll talk about but today I'm having a very gentle very gentle outing with a pinhole camera to a local spot of beauty not very exciting it's a, it's a reservoir I've been here before it's nice in fact maybe the last time I came here for an episode was the oh the isolate the cursed isolate which is still cursed and I will talk about it yeah so it's uh, Friday morning I'm off for the jubilations I'm gonna have a jubilee when I've been doing this show for 70 years <laughs> what am I about? might not be alive in 70 years Dante, where are you going? This way. Come on, this way. Yeah, so, um, yesterday we came for a walk in the evening. And it was beautiful yesterday. And I thought, oh, come here again. And yesterday morning it was sun and everything. And now it's overcast and dull. So, I've not got the light I was hoping for, and I've probably brought the wrong camera and the wrong stuff really, but it's uh, I'm here now. And it was either bring all that or don't come out. And that was not really an option because I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to record again. I mean, next weekend, busy. Weekend after that, potentially busy. Actually, no, the weekend after that. I could have recorded, but that's... I would have missed two episodes by them. And I considered having a break, but... You know... Can't leave you guys wanting. Besides, I was excited to do this, and... Really, I've got all day. I mean, no particular rush. I've just got to... Think about how I'm going to do stuff with the light conditions that I've got, which is not much. I can hear voices but I can't see voices. I can't see voices, I can't see the people who own the voices. And I've come out this early so that I don't see people, that was the entire reason of me being out here this time in the morning anyway I'm going to continue and discuss my plan because I'm at the reservoir and the water level is really low I mean like 
scarily low. It's right down. Which means you can get down onto the shore that's usually underwater. Which is real interesting. And it's going to provide some cool opportunities. Hopefully. I hope. It might just be lots of rocks, but I'm hoping to get some trees and logs and rock formations and other interesting bits of uh, sunken paraphernalia. So that's the that's the aim. I mean, there's also lots of farmland stuff I can do and old walls and things. But the purpose of today is to try and make some prints. Yeah, because I keep talking about making prints and never doing it because I'm so busy and I ordered a box of direct positive paper. So I've always wanted to try it, ever since I found out about it, I've always wanted to try it in a pinhole camera. But I either never had a pinhole camera that could take 4x5 or never had the paper. Well today I have both and today is the day. I will be exposing either four or six sheets of direct positive paper in the Mia 4x5 pinhole camera. So I'm walking down, well I'm almost at the shoreline now, I can still hear voices. Those people are going to be here. I'm going to have to avoid them as best I can. I don't know how many there are, sounds like there might be two or three. I can't think what they're doing unless they're swimming, which they shouldn't be, because it's kind of illegal. But people don't really care. Still, can't see them. Ah, it's so beautiful and peaceful down here. Yeah, it's been a hectic few weeks with work and everything, but now it's settled down a little bit and I'm uh, I'm kind of entering that stretch of relative peace before the new year starts again. Oh, they're around the corner over there, causing trouble. Yeah, so I've got the direct positive paper, which is at best ISO 3. And I think what I learned last time I used it was ISO 6 was the best for exposure. So I've set my light meter for ISO 6. They are swimming in the reservoir. Don't know if they realise or not that that's our drinking water. I'm sure it gets cleaned and filtered. Yeah, so I'm going to be using the light meter ISO 6 and with any luck I'll get something but it is a bit dimmer than I expected it to be. Like I say yesterday it was it was bright and sunny and there was lots of um, lots of light and today it's it's just not that. It's rained overnight and there's some there's some uh, 
cloud cover so it's it's a bit dimmer so i'm expecting my exposure times to be quite long i'm thinking you know, four or five minutes maybe but i've not actually light meters anything yet so i don't know i haven't got a clue blinking it the water level is so low can't believe how low it is it's insane right well i'm here now i'm down on the shore it's time to find some uh, exposures come on so I saw something back here while I was walking down. There's these two trees and there's the water making a little stream. Um, that might be quite nice. I think I'm not going to get a lot of contrast. Although it's quite contrasty paper, I might be surprised. But with the pinhole and it being such a long exposure, it might not be too much. But I'm going to try and set down near this water. Hopefully I'll get the reflection of the sky and then those trees. It's a shame there's not a bit more water because then I could get a nice, nice water flow. I don't think it's going to happen though, somehow. Hmm. I could be in luck. Okay, I'm going to sit down here. I think. Or do I set down over there? I might set down over here. I've only got the six sheets, so I've got to be careful about what I use. What about here? It's difficult because it's muddy. Very muddy. Um, I'm looking for somewhere I can put some water in the foreground that will hopefully be lit by the by the sky, but not. But I could maybe get a reflection of the trees if I'm here, but then it's not going to have a leading line. But then, do I bother about leading line? Maybe I don't bother about leading line. Maybe I just. Yeah, I'm gonna try and go for a reflection shot. Silly me. Dante's over there exploring, so he's perfectly happy. So I'm gonna level up the tripod, and then I'm going to, I think, just point it down. I'm sure last time I used this camera, I had to do a multiplication of 1.8, but I cannot remember for the life of me which, uh, aperture I used I don't know why oh the magnets oh yeah the magnets are the filters which I completely forgot to bring right so let's get that on there so it looks like I'm going to get pretty much every damn thing in the universe in focus or in frame of view so I'm going to point down a bit to maximize the foreground Dante, what are you doing? So, here we go, dark slide. This goes in the back. On the felt there. And then 
the magnets hold it in place. It doesn't look like it's uh, sitting flush. And one of the magnets has come out. I'm sure it used to sit flush. Has this come out? There's like a middle section in here which has popped out. Yes, that's why it's not sitting flush. There we go. It's important that everything sits flush on these things because it's designed to fit together properly. And now that one's not sitting flush. Why are you not sitting flush? Hmm. This is weird. This was definitely... Yeah, that's in there. That's in there. Still not buying it? It must be. I mean, okay, so the back of the camera is not quite sitting on flush, but I can't see that being a massive problem because it's ISO 3 flipping thumb that I'm using, so the light leaks are going to be minimal, I think. So, there's lots of mid tones in this scene. 12. 15, 10 and 11. So I put 12 right there. The sky's going to be blown out whatever I do. I want 10 and 11 to be kind of the darker points in the mid-tone. Now did I use... I can't remember which one I used, whether it was 128 or... 45. Ah. I'm just going to do four minutes, I think, because why not? Right, so dark slide out, and I'll put that under my arm. Oh, Dante's having a cough. Four minutes. Four minitos. Right, I'll open the shutter and go for four minutes. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been an interesting time reviewing some of the pictures from uh, the Northumberland trip. I mean, I didn't even edit some of the pinhole stuff till I was making the episode, and sometimes it's quite nice. I mean, having that distance. People talk about it all the time. Having the distance is nice. And yeah, just can't quite get my head around I think about the trips I go on and how it's an opportunity that I feel like I have to be using the big camera, you know? I'm going somewhere exciting 
so it's large format time because that's the big thing that's the thing that's going to get me the crispest sharpest most beautiful most printable images and then every time i do it it's not quite <laughs> it never really goes to plan not because i can't use it or because it's it's not very good it's just that the times i can get to places are not always the optimum conditions for doing that kind of stuff I mean, Scotland's a bit different because I have a, a, a base camp where I can move around and um, I can easily refill film holders and things. But somewhere like in a tent, it's a bit difficult. So it's not quite as practical. I'm always more, much happier with the strange finder shots. And I always feel when I see it and I use it, and I've said this, I've said this consistently, I should just take that on trips. And maybe now this 4x5 camera. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said about the simpler cameras. Dante, come here. Ooh, don't knock into the tripod. <laughs> Over here, mister. Because the large format camera is fantastic, and I love using it. But it does have its issues. But when I've got this 617 back sorted out, it'll be a lot better and I'll be able to do some nice panoramic pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's something I've been struggling with and I'll be talking about that soon. But it was just interesting thinking and looking back at those images and thinking about how... Because uh, that one of Lindisfarne, it was a good picture, but if it had been done at a different time of day, evening or early morning, it would have been a lot better. I just couldn't get there at that time. And I think as I grow and you know develop on this, it's it's about managing not expectations, but picking the right stuff for the right time of day and location. The large format camera was not the right choice for Lindisfarne. The Strange Finder was, and maybe something like the Isolette would have been smaller, easier to carry around. Not going to be as bothered by the wind. That would have been ideal for that island at the time of day I was there. You know? So I just need to be more considerate of what I'm doing in the future and how the equipment I choose is going to impact the kind of pictures I can take. Yeah. Right, my four minutes is nearly up. I really do hope this is long enough. I have a feeling it's probably not. But this is the maximum thing on this. Uh, on this camera. I don't actually know what aperture this camera is, it doesn't say on it. Alright, so shut the shutter. The shutters on these are really nice because they're magnet based, they just kind of click into place. Right, that's the dark slide in and that's the first, first shot done and fallen in the mud. Good job. Oh, there we go. F-stop, 167. 167, so it's... What's after 128? It is a bit more, isn't it, than uh, 128? I remember now. I do remember now. 167, so I do need to be using like a stop after 128, so I'll be right at 4 minutes. I should just trust myself more. That's something else I'm learning, is to trust myself more. 
Right, I'm just going to leave the tripod where it is and have a little wander around and see if I can find anything else interesting. Because there's lots around here and I don't want to rush off and completely squander my chances. And I'm not going to leave it here, I'm going to take it with me actually, because, because I am. Because I don't want anything to happen to it. And if I do see something, I don't want to have to run back. Morning. Did you find anything? Hey, I haven't yet, no, I'm looking though. Yeah. You've got to be somewhere around here. Well, you'd think so, buried under the water. Yeah, people have been walking this for centuries. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Dante. Uh, don't mind me, I'm, I'm used to dogs. No, I'm it's still, he shouldn't be barking, that's all. Calm down. You don't know what it is, does he? That's why it's like. Yeah. He's right. Someone was like, oh my god, I've had it with dogs. Everyone talking, you just didn't have a clue what the stick was. You thought it was actually his toy. Yeah. I'll let yeah. him sniff me and be alright then. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm after any, any silver or like that. It's old coins, really. Well, yeah, you'd think, that, like you say, thousands of years of people being here, there must be something it's down summer. there. I think what I'm finding though these days is um, our rubbish. Yeah. Our ball caps, yeah, our, yeah, yeah. our tins that I'm picking up loads of it, mate. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, best of luck. Come on, you. Metal detector. Interesting. Yeah, uh, like he says, people have been here for thousands of years. It's it's very likely there's stuff down here, especially when the water levels dropped and you know you can get to these places. There's some very interesting mud cracks that I'm noticing, and it'd be great to get some mud cracks on this kind of film. I just need to find a patch that's good so there's lots of cool rocks around here it's a bit like walking on the surface of mars there's um a fallen tree up there but none of it's really very contrasty there's some really nice rock rocks and it'd be good to try and do something but i'm not a hundred percent sure what i'd like to do with these rocks because there would be nice graphic images on this on this type of film. I can't believe how busy it is here. I thought it would be quiet in the morning. And yeah, this is a part of the reservoir that you never get to see because it's always underwater. So walking around this shore is a real treat. I don't know whether to try just to... because there's some lovely trees here. I don't know whether to try rocks in the foreground. You're right. And then some of those nice trees in the background. What's up, Dante? Sneezing. Yeah, I think I might do that because the pine trees are really nice and they're swaying so they'll be a little bit softer. And there's like a, a fallen tree there, make a lovely portrait image. And if I have some of these rocks here in the foreground, oh, those rocks would be better because they're all kind of pointing up. I wonder if I can do something over there. Or is it too far around the corner? Yeah, it's a little bit too far around the corner. I mean, I'll still get the pine trees in if I'm here. But these rocks here are more contrasty, so they'll make a better image. Right, I'm going to do this here. 
I'm going to get close to these rocks because that's definitely the thing that I want to be biggest in the frame. Someone's tied a rope to a tree up there. I don't know what what they're doing. It's amazing being able to get down to the water's edge. It's just I love it. We came down once years ago. It wasn't quite as shallow as this. The water level was higher, but it was like a beach. It was incredible. Right, so that rock's going to be my foreground here. So I've got the rock kind of pointing towards me, and then there's other rocks that almost form a triangle, which is like pointing towards the trees. Yeah. And I'm just going to go, I'm just going to do four minutes again, I don't see any reason to change it. It's, uh, the lighting conditions haven't changed, I'm slightly more out in the open here, but not by, not by a lot. I have to say, the only thing about this camera is the middle bit isn't fixed and moves, and it is quite tricky sometimes. Also, I need to glue that magnet back in. Oh, a bra. Someone went home undressed last night. Right, do I do this as a landscape or a portrait image? I had a feeling it would be a landscape image, but now I'm here. Uh, a portrait one, sorry. Now I'm here, I'm feeling like it might be a landscape image. I really don't want to do doubles, because I've only got 25 sheets of this stuff. Yeah. I just don't know. Don't start woofing. I'll do it as a portrait. I'm going to get everything in. Yeah. It'll be good as a portrait. So, that's that way around. And that's now sat flush. The back still refuses to sit flush. But is more flush than it was before. Right, I think I'm ready. And I've no idea what's going to happen with these. Could be dreadful. Are you staying in the picture? Or are you coming down? Dante, come down. You've got your paw prints all over it. Come on, come down. Alright, so four minutes again. Take out the old dark slide. And then, let's go. So yes, I've been a very busy boy doing uh, lots of different things. But none of them actually have come to anything, they've all just been sort of theoretical and design based. I've been struggling a lot with this panoramic... Dante! Dante! This panoramic camera business, because I've still not finished making the new back. The old one is unusable. A camera that you have to sand down the film to get into is not a really good idea. And there were too many light leaks. But the thing I'm struggling with is dark slides. Um, I've made, not dark slide, the light baffle of the dark slide. Get your big grubby paw off my toes. Go away, go on, chase that. Yeah, so there's there's the dark slide which I have made and there's the film gate which I have made and the box is just waiting to be put together. All that's fine and all that will be light tight. The problem is the light baffle that stops light getting into the camera when the dark slide is not in. Yeah, so there's the thing about when the dark slides out, the light baffle is there and at the minute it's really difficult to do because everything I've tried doesn't quite work. Originally I had two or three pieces of felt 
which I thought would bridge the gap of light but that didn't work and then on the new one I've kind of made a slot that's wider than the dark slide so I can put something all the way across and I had a piece of brass that was folded over but it was too tough and didn't flex enough so when I put the dark slide in it just got stuck the next idea I have is to use a thinner foil which is more spring-like but I'm just worried that over time with the dark slide being in there it will just fold permanently it's a tricky one and I hope I can figure it out because I really want to take this to Scotland I was also trying to figure out other ways to make panoramic images and I realized that I hadn't finished my experiments with 35mm film as much as I can't really stand it I did think it was worth having another shot so I, I had a roll of I can assume it must be Kodak Gold, a film which I utterly detest and I've never liked and I've never got on with. But I decided I'd try it in the isolate because I didn't use that last time. I, I, I taped it up to use it and I never did. So I did put a roll in the isolate and I did make, uh, gosh, I must have made eight images and none of them were very good not the fall of the isolate i don't think they just weren't good panoramic images fire framing was really difficult and it was uh not well probably not very good lighting conditions to be honest but i could see potential so over the past few months i think this must have been six or seven weeks ago past couple of months i've been kind of designing a Kind of like a little tiny x-pan which would be a camera a bit like a bit like uh come here um what's that big is it the i don't know the big fuji 617 camera that's just one unit doesn't have a doesn't fold up it's just one big camera a bit like that, and so it'd be a, a film transport with a cone on the front and then an isolate lens or something like that because I was originally looking at doing something like the, um, the press pan but those lenses are so expensive the Mamiya press lenses, they cost a fortune and there's no way I can afford one of those yeah, there's no way I can afford one of those so the alternative is something like a, an isolate lens or a, a netar lens slightly more affordable well very much more affordable and they still have the focusing mechanism they still have a range of shutter speeds and apertures they're basically like mini large format lenses and from what i gather they do cover the it would be a 70 millimeter uh, length of 35 millimeter film so i'm not there yet i'm going to make a prototype i think I'm not 100% pleased about taking the isolate lens off the camera that I have, but we'll see. Right, I'm going to walk, that picture's done by the way. <laughs> I'm going to walk around the shore a little bit and see what else I can see. See if I can catch up with uh, the path on the other side. Some people camping up there, which is illegal. Yes. Interesting, oh, don't think I can walk around, yeah it's too steep. Right, I'm going to 
go and join up with the path. Go on, Dante. Yeah, I'm going to walk around and join up with the path, I think. So it's been an interesting time. The, uh, I don't know how I feel about this 35mm panel business. Because I do, I do like the panoramic images. But carrying around the big 617 is a nightmare, to be frank. And those press pans do look really good. But it's just cost prohibitive at the moment. There's some lovely ferns in this wood, but there's no way I can do anything with them. It's far too dark. Go under. <sighs> Doofus dog. You could have fit under there. Hi everyone. Just a quick message here, just to thank you for listening to the show and that every single listen and every single listener is massively appreciated. It really does warm my heart to know that so many people enjoy the show and enjoy hearing about mine and Dante's adventures in the world of photography. If you would like to support the show and contribute to buying film, buying chemicals, organising trips and equipment, then you can. The coffee page has got some more stuff going up on it and I'm going to be a little bit more active on that going forward. If you feel able to, buying me a coffee would go a long way to helping make the show possible. If you have any comments, questions or suggestions, you can get in touch by emailing tells from the magic box at outlook.com and of course all the images from the show are available to see on Instagram. Tells from the magic box podcast is the thing to search for. And if you really want to get in touch, Twitter is a great way to do it. You can message me or just join on one of my random chats that I put up there at TFTMB. I always enjoy hearing from people and it's great to know that the community is out there. All right, let's get back to the adventure. Right, I've come off uh, the beach, shore, and I'm... uh, walking up the path here and there is a a tree that many many years ago was burned down or struck by lightning or something and its carcass remains standing and I've shot it before but I'm going to shoot it again I must have shot it on this at least once. It's so iconic. What the hell is that? Sounds like a kookaburra. Oh, it's a sound thrush. <laughs> Where did you hear that sound, Mr. Song Thrush? Mimics, you see. And mimic the songs of birds. Well, where they've heard a kookaburra in summer wine country, because they don't uh, they don't tend to live around here. Now the wall is in the way, but I can't cross over the wall. I mean, I could cross over the wall, but I'm in no mood to cross over the wall. Okay, in the middle of the camera's come out again. Now I hope that. Uh, 
I hope that I get all this tree in. It's rather impressive. I should do. I'm just going to point straight at it. No messing. I'm going to re-meter because out here it's going to be slightly different, I think. Although it might even be a bit darker. Now it's going to be much the same. Four minutes. Done with that one, I'm on to this one now. Yes, this tree's got lots of old burnt bark and cracked skin and I'm nowhere near close enough to take advantage of that, but you might be able to see some of it. Four minutes. There we go. So the only other thing I've done really since uh, my Northumberland trip, apart from trying to design a new camera, is I went out with Neil Piper. Yeah, he invited me out to a photo walk to Ingleton Falls, which is in North Yorkshire. It's almost in the Lake District actually. Lovely place. Lots of uh, massive waterfalls. And we met up there and we had a nice walk around with the large format cameras. It was lovely. It was a lovely day out. Didn't expose much film. But I did expose uh, two sheets of colour, 4x5. Which was really nice. So yeah, that was a, that was a good day out. Interesting day out. Nice to see you again. Yeah, so me and Neil walked around Ingleton Falls. Um, it was a bit tricky because it was very busy, so we didn't get much picture taking done. But um, we had a nice conversation. We talked about the analog spotlight event, which I was not able to attend. We talked about you know shooting film and different cameras and things. And yeah, it was just a generally nice day out catching up with a friend who I've not seen for a few months. And to be honest, it was the first time I've ever done this with another human being present who was actually taking pictures as well. So it was nice to not have to worry about stopping and taking a picture. Um, I did shoot some strange finder stuff which I've not finished the role yet, so I've not developed. And I did shoot two sheets of 4x5 colour, which was really nice. They were both the same, just in case. Um, yeah, it was it was it was great. I did discover that the magnets on my 4x5 camera have completely come away though, so the front bellows were not connected to the front standard, and so there, in, on some of the more recent images there are some light leak issues. I have fixed this now. I don't know why the glue melted. It shouldn't have melted. It, it was resin, so it should have just stayed there forever. But yeah, it was a bit of a shame, and it means that the two images I shot from Northumberland on colour film were completely destroyed by light leaks yeah very sad but it is what it is and I got a nice image on colour film which will all be going on Instagram the ones I shot I got two um, one of the waterfall and some rocks on colour and then one of a really nice swirly section of waterfall on uh, film 100 so it was a, a productive day out in terms of shooting shooting film. Just a shame about the, the bellows disaster. Right, so this image is done, this exposure. I'm going to uh, put the dark side back in and we're going to move on. But yeah, it was really good to see Neil and I'm looking forward to seeing him again. I've, I've invited him to come up here and we'll go on some walks around this area. So he might. I was going to record, but I thought let's just Let's just enjoy the day. So maybe he will be my first guest. 
on the show. <laughs> and yeah, the um, yeah, the, the, the bellows just were not. They were attached at the top, but not the bottom. One of the glue on one of the magnets had melted, so the magnets were not connecting. And how it works is there's there's magnets on the bellows at the front and the back, and there's magnets on the standards. So you could I can replace the bellows if I need to make something longer if they get damaged instead of having to pull them all off. It means I can replace the bellows for the 617 and put different bellows on. Just makes it more functional and modular. And yeah, they just they just came off. Right, there's a I've literally walked about 300 yards up the path and there's a wall with some plants on it and some ferns and I think they look really good as an image just got to decide which ones I think it's going to be these so there's some foxgloves some ferns and then some more foxgloves and then the texture of the stone behind it so I'm going to set up quite close and uh, see what I can get because this might look really nice but I need to be kind of straight on from it which I'm not, I'm too tall. Dante, instead of standing right where I'm putting the tripod and then ducking your head, why don't you just move your body? Daft pooch. That's better. So I'm going to be looking directly at these things and I'm going to do, this one's going to be a landscape orientation. Yes, definitely a landscape. So I need to take this tripod release plate off. Moo cows. There's moo cows in this field. Now I debated whether I was going to use the SP445 developing tank or whether I should just use um, the trays because at the minute my darkroom is not set up for trays but I did want to see these things develop because it's been a while since I've done anything like this so I might just throw caution to the wind and develop on top of all my expensive electronics I've got in there. Well, not electronics, electrical devices I should say. And hope for the best. Because I only need the small tray. And I hope my developer is still intact. Maybe I should use... You can use regular developer with these things, can't you? You don't have to use paper developer. Right, so that's the dark slide in. I'm going to take that out. Where's my four minute timer? I suppose what I should have done is test see how this looked before I came out and actually exposed it out here. You know, I should have done a test in the garden and just seen what the exposure sounds would have been like. But no, stupid me, just decided to come out here and test it in real life.
the expensive box of film. Right, that's that one. Stop. Right, I've done four, so that's good. Um, I was going to do all six, but I didn't realise how late it was and how long I've actually been here, so I've got quite a bit to do today. And so that will be it. I will obviously go and develop these now. I don't have to wait for ages because I don't need to set anything really. It's just going to be quick develop and then I can maybe talk about them as I'm developing them. Um, nice short and cheerful episode. I've got all my updates out of the way. And uh, yeah. Wow, someone's excited. <laughs> Yes, it's nice to just be able to come out and shoot something and not have to really worry too much about it. Because when I'm out at far distant places or somewhere that I don't, can't always get to, it's, it is quite tricky come here. to uh, relax and always have as much fun as I can. I was just coming out like this is lovely and now the light's picking up a bit so yes I'm gonna stop now because I'm rambling and I've got nothing else to tell you because I've you've heard all my updates now um, that's it I think I'll use the developing no I'll use the trays I'll use the trays. Yeah. Right, I shall see you probably this afternoon for developing. So I'll just come around the beach a little bit to the bit that's kind of walled off. They've kind of fenced off so you can't get down here, but you can approach from the other side. Usually you can't because of the water, but because the water is gone, now you can. And I've come down because the sun's come out and there's two trees here with some roots that are just beautiful. So I think I'm going to shoot my last two frames. I think I'm going to shoot two sheets here. Um, as a double. But the middle of the camera has come out again. Because there's only two pieces of tape holding it in. <laughs> so yeah, these uh, these trees are just here. The roots are magnificently lit by the sun, and it's going to be a a really nice contrasty positive image. And I shoot it as a double because I'd like to send a print to somebody. Would be nice, I think. So I'm going to Ooh. Oh boy. Put the film holder in. Oh no, I've lost a magnet. Where'd you go magnet? It's the little cube magnet that just fell off. Right. So that's the back of the camera on. I'm just going to re-meter because even though I'm in shade the sun is out and I might be using 
slightly different exposure time. I doubt it because like I say I'm in, I'm in pretty deep shade so most of the scene is dark. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Although, hmm, yeah, four minutes. So, fairly standard, there's roots, there's a tree, I'm going to shoot it twice, and that's going to be that. Very simple. I'm just going to move back a little bit, because I do think I'm a little bit close there, when we get the whole thing of the root system in. So I've come down to the shoreline, I've just walked around, uh, there's a bit that's fenced off and you can't get to, usually because of the water level, but today, because the water level's right down, I can get to it. So I've walked around because the sun has come out and it means I can go into some of the shadier areas and there's some lovely pear tree, or one tree, or something that looks like two trees, but it's probably one, with some lovely roots that are lit by the sun. And it was just too good an opportunity to miss, so I've come down here and try and capture it. I'm going to shoot two frames of the same thing. Partly because it looks really nice and partly because I'd like to send a couple of these prints out to people. And, you know, I want some good ones. So I'm going to shoot this twice. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm actually exposing now. I just thought I'd do it and then talk. So I've set up, I'm pretty close, trying to get all the roots and stuff in, and yeah, let's hope it, uh, let's hope it turns out. It's been an interesting walk as this, because I've kind of stuck around places that I don't usually get to, and it's interesting. This paper gives you really high contrast stuff, and the scenes I've been looking at have been fairly low contrast, so it's going to be interesting to see how the... Uh, fairly dull beige ground plays out. Oh, what's the matter, puppy doggle? It is really nice and peaceful out here today. Lovely. Right, that's those two exposures done. Uh, time to call this trip closed, I think. is not the same afternoon the next day and I've just precariously set up some very yellowy developer I'm not sure how it's pretty old 
Um, but I'm not sure how well it's going to work. I don't know whether to mix up the new. But even then, the developer's pretty old anyway. I'm going to mix up some new, just to be sure. Just to be sure, because I don't know how good this is. It's been in an airtight bottle for, you know, since the last time I did any printing. Probably during lockdown. Who knows? Let's just... I don't want to get the bottom of the tray wet, because it is resting on some electronics. It is electronics. It's a big light box. Right, print developer. Um, measuring. What is it? One to nine. I should remember what this is by now. I'm just going to do. This is yellow as well, <laughs> but it's less yellow than the, the mixed stuff was. Let's see, what's 1000 divided by 9? Yeah, it's about 100 mil, which is exactly what it is. This is high alchemy going on here. That looks a little bit better. It's less yellow and more. I don't know. Lemonade. -y. That's a colour. Oh my goodness, it's so cramped in here. So this darkroom space I've got is my back cupboard and I share it with all the Christmas decorations. <laughs> Which for most of the year are in boxes. Right, I've got my little orange safe light, which has been fine in the past, and I've no idea which one's going first. I'm just going to put it in and see, and be excited. Here we go. Oh, I put the paper in the right way around. That'd be a bummer, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be really bad. So, I don't see anything. Hmm, oh no. No, I don't see anything. Yes, I do. Oh, it's there. I didn't put it the wrong way around. What is it, precious? It's the rocks. Oh, wow. Wow. This is the coolest thing ever. It's not as wacky contrast as I expected it to be. I mean, there's barely any detail in the middle. It's mostly at the edges, but wow, that's awesome. 
Oh, that's so cool. I haven't been timing how long this is. <laughs> so, what I can see is there's so much detail, there's so much more detail than I thought there would be. So there's the rocks in the foreground, exactly where I thought there would be. Um, there's tons of detail in the rocks. The top of the rock I think was quite plain so there's not much going on there. There's the fallen tree in the background and the tree line. I didn't get the tops of the trees in, which is a shame because I wanted that kind of pine tree shape, but you can definitely see there's trees there. But the detail in the stones and the rocks is just unbelievable. This is so cool. I am doing more of this. Okay, as it's developing there's a bit more texture coming into the middle. It's definitely darker at the edges though. Alright, I think that's all I'm going to get out of that. Get the thing here. I'm not going to bother washing, I'm just going to move it straight over to the fix. Right, let's get the next one in. This is super exciting. This is... <laughs> I, I like doing image reviews like this. Not on the computer. This is great. I just uh, apologise about the, the breathing. It's pretty cramped and damp in here. So it takes a while to kick. But when it does, it's, um, it's marvellous. It's so cool. Why have I waited so long to do this? This almost makes me want to take developing stuff to Sky this year. But I need one of those Ilford pop-up dark tents, which I don't have. I can't even block off. There's no room I could block off in the cottage. That's a shame. Oh well. I need one of those... Um, self-developing tanks, one of Ethan Moses' developing cameras, or a Afghan pinhole camera. Okay, so I just had to go to the door, unfortunately, while well, something was in the developer, so this is probably fogged like mad, but there's nothing actually on this one, which is worrying, because there was definitely something on the other one. Did I? Did I take a picture without taking the dark slide out? That sounds unbelievable to me. Okay, so there's nothing on that one. That's bizarre. Because the thing was definitely on the black side, which means an image was taken. Let's try this one. That's not Hopefully there's something on this one, but, you know, out of six I've got one freaking awesome print, so that's good. If that one, that one is probably the tree, or maybe the plants, so it's not so bad. Right, there's something on this one. Is it? Oh, this is the tree. Oh, the whole wall's in the shot. 
that's brilliant. Do you know what? I'm just going to put. I'm just going to put two in. The image circle cuts into the frame on this camera, and I think I knew that, but it's still a bit of a surprise to see. So one dud. Um, that is a real shame. Is there something on this one? Can't see. I'm looking at the edges because the edges tend to go first. Oh no. There is something on this one. Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. I love direct positive paper. What is this one? This is the wall with the plants. So this is the landscape orientation one. That tree looks great. The detail's just fantastic. I was a bit iffy about the laser cut pinhole at first, but it's growing on me because it's really, it's really sharp. It's just a shame about the sky, you know, the sky is just white and it's a shame. But this one, the plants and the wall look fantastic. The detail's great. I could have been a bit closer. And I'll tell you what, that formula exposure, spot on. Spot on. Yeah, these are looking really good. Obviously, I'm, I'm looking at them in like a dull orange light, so it's hard to tell fully. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, these are fantastic. It's, um... I want to send some of these out, I think. But, you know, they could be framed put on the wall. I'll have to just make some more, you know, that's the thing. I might just shoot this entire box of film in this camera. I might not even bother putting it in the large format camera. Because I like these so much. Right, I'm going to put the last two in. See how they look. These should be last two that I took, the tree. The, the tree in the sun with the roots. So I'm expecting good things. So that first one, I wonder if I had the shutter the wrong way around. I wonder if I closed the shutter instead of opening the shutter by mistake with that first one. That's why there's nothing on it. I think I did a four minute exposure of nothing. So I took the dark slide out while the shutter was open and accidentally exposed it a little bit and then closed the shutter. Right, they're going in the fix. I can't wait to see these in proper light. And these two are coming out. Wow, yep, details there. Two trees, the sunlight, the trees in the background. Oh, these should be identical. Just marvellous. So, um, Andrew Bartram doesn't know this. He sent me some lovely, beautiful Holger prints in exchange for a zine. And I've not sent it out yet because I wanted to send him one of these. So he doesn't know he's getting a print as well. And I'm going to send one to Richard Hall, Mr. Richard Hall, for being a smashing superstar and continually, generously, uh, donating money so that I can buy film and all this stuff so that I can keep bringing these episodes to you. Honestly, Mr. Richard Hall, he funds this show. 
<laughs> single-handedly keeps me going. So I'm going to send him a beautiful print, and he's going to get something for his monies, for his contributions to the party. And you know, obviously because these look awesome, I'll be doing a lot more of these, so I will happily send out little prints. And when I get some album prints done, uh, I'll be sending some of those out as well. I really want to get on with this because I know there's a lot of listeners out there and I know there's a lot of people who like this show and I'm not obviously expecting people to send me money, that's ridiculous, I would be doing this anyway. But I know there's people who listen and have listened for a long time and I would like to say a big thank you and this is a way I think I can do it by uh, sending out some of the actual images. Nothing better than getting a, an actual image. Unfortunately it's just time. I don't have a lot of time to print and darkroom printing with an enlarger is just a nightmare so I think contact prints are the way forward but these are just so beautiful. So it might be that I just take out a box and just blow a whole box on one image and just send out you know, a ton of prints. And the paper's not that expensive really. I mean what's it like? 20 something pound, 22 pound for a box of 25 sheets. And out of six, I've had one dud. So, you know, the hit rate's pretty high. These last two are looking fabulous. Um, the detail's really good, very contrasty. So I'm gonna transfer them over to the fix now because I think it's been a couple of minutes. And I'm just gonna let the whole lot uh, just drift around in the fix for a moment. And stew. And I'm gonna take them out and wash them. And have a look at them in the light. This is super exciting. I'm really glad I did this and went out yesterday. I almost didn't because when I woke up the sun just wasn't there and it was kind of foggy and not foggy but muggy and grey and I thought I'm gonna be, <laughs> be sat there for hours trying to get one picture which would not have been fun, you know, would have been pretty dire. But I'm glad I did, because the sun did come out and it turned out to be a glorious afternoon and everything was uh, fan dabby dozy And I'm going to permanently secure the middle of that camera so they don't rattle around so much. And, you know, it gives me it gives me good reason now to actually build one of my own. I have, I have ideas. Nice wooden 4x5 pinhole camera. Because Andreas is great, but it doesn't weigh anything. And one puff of wind and it's gone. So I would like something slightly more robust that could withstand Scotland. And maybe is a little bit, these are pretty wide. Maybe it's a bit less wide. But yeah, as a, as a, as a workhorse pinhole camera, it's, it's brilliant. Right, I'm gonna turn the light on because these have been in the fix for a while and I'm gonna have a good look at them. And they are glorious. They're just fabulous. The, they are very contrasty. There's not a lot of grey tones, but 
the detail is just superb, particularly on the one with the wall and the ferns and the plants. That just looks fantastic. And the tree, yep. I didn't know I was going to get so much of the wall in. And where's that first one with the rocks? Yeah, that's just, it's just great. I mean, you can't beat a pinhole image, you really can't. You can give me all the sharpness and depth of field and nonsense like that, but you cannot beat a good pinhole image. And if you think I'm wrong, well, that's fine. Tell me about it on Twitter. <laughs> At TFTMB. Okay, um, these will be going up. One, two, what have we got? One, two, three, four, five. So I'll do one a day for a week. And I've also got the pictures from my trip with Neil to put up. And maybe I'll put up some of my um, isolate experiments. So yeah, that was that. Image review over, episode over. And I'll see you for the next one, which I have no plan for. So we'll see what happens. Yes. You have been listening to Tales from the Magic Box. Me and Dante would like to say a massive thank you to Mike Gutterman for lending us some of his music for the show. It really means a lot to us and it adds a whole other dimension to what would have been a pretty dull podcast otherwise. Also thank you to Kevin McLeod for his wonderful opening music and thank you to all you guys for listening. What do you think Dante? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll see you guys for the next one. Bye. Dante, come on. Here we go. Bag. Don't let me compass. I know where I'm going. There's a snap in there. I don't need a lens cloth either because I ain't got no lens. Come on, doggo. Dante, come on. Come on. So much faffing about. In a minute, when I'm taking a five minute long exposure, I bet you won't be faffing about this much. But you'll be sitting there pestering me to go. Yeah, you heard me. Come on. Five minute exposures. Get a move it. Unbelievable. You were not this slow yesterday. You were all over the place yesterday.
Right, can we walk now? Good morning everybody. Well, whatever time of day it is, that appropriate greeting to you.